Welcome to The Double Shop with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. Alas, Tax Tom is back. Tom, welcome yeah, back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I was I'm coerced. Back. I'm back and I still love tax. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. still love tax? I, yeah. <laughs> let's say, let's not an agree. Let's not an agree. <laughs> hey, that's that's why we're here. So uh, That's why we're here. I love yeah, tax. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all happening. It's all happening. It is all happening. And um, actually, you know, tax time is not too far away. It's not too far away at all, but that's not what today's about. Could have done without that reminder. <laughs> the the anxiety build just just began then. It's probably it's like a said, festival. You said to me though, October was the worst time for you. October isn't October just the worst? Like yeah. that, that's when everyone gets their ass in gear and they're all like, "Oh my god, I need to submit my tax." Yeah, that well, was me. big inflow in yeah, July, August, I guess. Um, October. Oh. Yeah, it's probably October's. October's when all the, the, you see the TV and the radio campaigns for you're going to be late if you don't do your tax by the end of October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you probably, a lot of people hear and, and but what, what's wrong about that and they don't mention is if you use a tax agent, you have until the following May to Ooh. do it. So you, you're actually still got another month to do last year's tax return. It's just marketing. But you're early. It's marketing, but I think, I feel like I submitted mine to you on like December 20 last year. Yeah, so you're six months early. <laughs> It was weird getting a tax return in like February and yeah. um, and then knowing that the next one's actually not that far away. It was quite a nice feeling actually. Yeah, roll around quick. Depending how organised I am. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's... But hey, the last six months of last year was a very busy one for me. You were very busy. Very busy. Very, and uh, look, priorities. Priorities, priorities yeah. And, um, but yeah, you've and got... whatnot. Yes, yes, all those things. All those I've mentioned things. that now, this episode and the last episode we did, so it just sounds like I'm on my high horse about marriage, but I'm really not. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm really not at all. Oh, your honeymoon. I am. Honeymoon phase. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so last episode we, and actually a few people have said like, when is Tom going to come back on? Because <laughs> you guys mentioned like buying in a trust slash corporate versus personal, blah, blah, blah. Like we really want you to unpack that. So I'm, I'm not a fan of keeping the people waiting and that's where I'm going to start today. So when, and please feel free to use like client examples and stuff, but when is it actually appropriate to buy a property within a trust or like a corporate entity instead of your own personal name? Because I feel like a lot of people do this and I actually see a lot of parents do this. They buy stuff in an entity with the thought of like 30 years down the track of like their kids, you know, marrying someone that tries to take all of their stuff like without any consideration to the actual situation today. Um, So sorry, back to the question. When do you do it? Yeah, yeah, Why no, you you're right. You're Etc. Right. You're right. You hear it a lot. Mm. Um, so that's a good example, really. I hear it all the time, and I'm like, Whoa. yeah, it's probably. Wonder if it stems back a while, um, generations where maybe things were a little bit different, <laughs> and it was more common that that's what you did. But look, just right. seeing what we see pop up, old structures set up from old old days. Yeah. What is this achieving now? So, yeah, we, we, it's a common question. When do you get asked it? It's um, yeah. should I have a trust and own this property? So, I always say, look, what are we trying to achieve? Mm-hmm. So here they might say, okay, it, it, it's for tax purposes, or, or is it, or is it more of an asset protection? I'm working a risky job. Yeah, I, I don't want assets in my own name. I'd rather them. 
protected in another entity, for example. So you'd say, okay, great. Well, you can tick that box, but that property negatively geared mm. going to create a $10,000 loss a year. You will not get any tax benefit out of that loss. Yes. It's going to be restricted in a trust because a trust can't distribute losses. Mm. So you start to go, well, okay, I'm not going to tick the tax. So it's, what are you getting after? What are you trying to achieve? Mm. Okay. If it's just solely for that asset protection, that's not always, there's other things you've got to do to maintain that it in a trust it's well who controls the trust yeah probably still control it so mm. what are we actually achieving there um so at the sacrifice of tax advantages so you've really got to weigh up what we're trying to achieve mm. Just you could give the example okay property i'm on a, i'm on a, a high income let's say mm-hmm. and i want to buy property is positively geared and where am I going to put that? Okay, I might put that in a in another entity, might put that in a trust because I can distribute to it to a partner or whatever. Mm. That's just an example. So whereas if I, I had the income from that in my own name, it's going to add to my, my high income, let's say, and yes. it's going to um, have tax issues there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. What, what does the property do? Is it positively geared? Is it negatively geared? Yep, yep. Okay. That makes, that, that, that oh, makes so us the next. Know. That changes. That, that's it? right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Exactly. Um, and, and why am I doing it mm. from an asset protection? So it's like every case is different. You really need to just, you know, it gets thrown around. You just do it in a trust and you do this and you start, you've got to step back and go, okay, mm. what, why, why, what am I, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah, um, yeah. A big thing too, we see it on the odd occasion is um, a company owning property, very rare. Mm. Um, companies don't get the 50% discount for holding an asset for more than, than 12 months. So an investment property in a company, let's say you sold, you wouldn't get the 12 month 50% discount. So you, you'd, you would never do that um, in a company. You probably... Um, don't see that very often. Hang on, what's the twelve month fifty percent discount? Yeah. Talking about? Uh, so, so I just heard discount, yeah, and I was like, I need discount. to know about this. What are you talking about? What? Sorry, what? Not many of them around, but that's one of them. So, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Well, so any assets owned personally owned yeah, for yeah. more than twelve months. So it's a bit of a twelve month rule. So if you if you had investment a property, you're talking about like yeah, an for an asset. example. Yeah, Let, yeah. Let's use that in the, as an example. Investment okay. property you've made okay. um, two hundred thousand dollar gain and held it for two years. Mm-hmm. Well. That game will be a hundred thousand because you satisfied the top. But had you have sold it for eleven months and Ooh. made that same gain, Ooh. well, yeah. So there's a big difference there. Hang but on. So what do you pay then? What tax do you pay after eleven months on a two hundred thousand dollar gain? Well, will be two hundred thousand. Will be the income. Had you have had thirteen months, you'd get. You'd only pay tax on the hundred thousand. That's a whole. You know, you, you you're saving discounted. Hundred thousand dollars for holding it for twelve months, so Mm-mm. you'd probably never let a big asset go for at the eleven month stage, would you? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like you know, but things happen, crazy things happen. But <laughs> it, it does happen, does happen. Probably, probably see it more with like shares and more volatile things where yes. you pick the market and you don't, you know, because a month can be a big difference. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Fall yeah. off a cliff or whatever, but you know, property ain't gonna do that in a month. So it's um, yeah. Okay, so so I want to know, so for your average run of the mill couple, in the sense that. Um, they both are employed by um, others, so they're PAYG. Um, you know, they each earn a hundred grand a year, um, and they want to buy their first investment property. They don't own their own home. Um, 
like, is it more beneficial for them to be buying in a obviously generic, um, yeah. you know, question with with non specific details? But you know, like, is it better for them to be buying in in their personal names? Yeah, I guess come down to well, what are their personal incomes? Hundred grand each, bud. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, is the property? Yeah, let's say the property is negatively geared. Yeah, give them significant tax deductions being negatively geared. Yep, so, yep. more often than not, you'll see that, and they're just bought personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, look, very rare you see investment properties and trusts unless it's for the for the purpose of you know, asset protection or yeah, yeah, positively geared, and they can distribute it elsewhere and not from a tax saving mechanism. Mm, Bit like, and I mean, you know, maybe this is more of a legal question, but. How protected really is the asset if it's in a trust? Like, I mean, you're like, you know, mum and you, mum and dad have it in their will, you know, they pass away, it goes to the, the kid or whoever the beneficiaries are and, you know, like the, the property is in a trust, you know, go, but it's in the will, it goes to the kids. Like, Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. So it's more of like a... From an asset protection point of view, is, are you really protecting the asset? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So like succession-wise... I guess if you take the angle of from a commercial dealings mm. point of view, if something was to happen, or if you're in an industry acceptable to action, um, yes, that wouldn't form part of your assets. For example, there is a bit of a myth out there, um, probably stemming back years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Round round uh, yeah. family um, breakdowns and things like that. Oh, it's in it's in that it's in an entity. Um, yes. So oh, the uh, the partner and this partner can access. So the evil future wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You hear, hear that a lot, but I mean, there's that, and then there's mm. or if that went to family law, they'd just say, "Hang on, it's all in the same pot. This is not how it works." Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of old stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's you can do, but you can do. I mean, trust personal um, can do both. Very rare. In a, in a trust structure, but look, they, they do exist. We do see them and it's, yeah. it's just personal circumstances, right? Yeah, of course, of course. But like it sounds like in, in more cases than not, buying in your personal name for, for tax purposes is is the way to go. You do, yeah, 90 odd percent. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. good, good, yeah. good. Because good, good. people, they want the tax advantages of uh, of doing so, mm. of, of buying a property and that's really the only way to get the, the advantages Absolutely. of that. So it's, um, Absolutely. Yeah, obviously you want the, value, the property value to go up over time. It's not just about tax advantages. That's, mm. That helps. It doesn't help. The property never moves. So you obviously want the value to go up, which is a long-term play, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, we had someone write in and say, can you get Tom to tax Tom, <laughs> actually? Who's that? Um, who is it? Mm. It's you. You're tax yeah, who's that? <laughs> It's a little guy we like to call a tax on. They've said, can you get Tom to explain the difference between like split ownerships for tax purposes? So um, she said joint joint um, or split. So um, she's actually sort of used this example here that, um, you know, she'd been told that um, if she owns the property 80% and her husband owns it 20%, that actually doesn't reflect the ownership. It reflects the tax so basically, you know, how does the tax claim and deduction work on that? Because she says she's very confused by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. yep, yep, yep. So ownership percentages, so you can look, you can see them common 50-50. Yeah, of course. But you can see them uh, 90-10, 99-1 yeah. <laughs> and 80-20. Yeah. Look, 
it, whatever. It's completely up to the, the, the two who decide. Um, and three, you can have multiple. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, in this yeah. example. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what would happen here is, let's look from the tax. Well, that's the ownership split, right? So 80%, 20%. So at yes. the end of the year, uh, the 80%, get, let, let's assume it's negatively geared. There's mm. a loss, property loss. The 80%, get 80% of that loss as a deduction in their tax return. And the 20%, get the 20%. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess, again, when buying, probably going back to kind of touching on the previous question about structure. Yes. Is you want to see, so you might have uh, one partner on a low income, one partner not working, and yeah, one partner true. very high. Yeah. And you see sometimes I just jump into a 50-50, into a negatively geared yes. property. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, i give an example again. Let's say the property's negatively geared $10,000 a year. You're going to have a $5,000 deduction each at the mm-hmm. end of the year. Mm-hmm. But the person with no income, the deduction is completely wasted. It's redundant. Yeah, it's a complete waste. Mm-hmm. When, when, when the higher income earner could have been, would have 99% of that. Um, again, these, it's hard to plan because you might buy that and then things change. And Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, right. But you have a piece of information you can at least plan for now. So mm. be as accurate as, as possible. But that's just an example how you could structure it more tax beneficial. Mm. So, so, and can you explain to us how that works? So we're talking about the tax benefits of it, but does that actually reflect the the true ownership of that property? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if it was sold, for example, yes. Um, again, the 80% would have 80% of the capital gain and the sale proceeds of the of the sale. So yes. yeah, yeah, it's, that's the split of the of the property. Mm, interesting. So again, that's probably where have it. I guess you could say this in any example, but mm. the person might get eighty percent of the tax deduction, which is great. You think, oh, they're on high income, so boost their income. Ten years time, they'll get eighty percent of capital gain. <laughs> that's right, and they but get whacked. You can't have it both ways, can you? No. So hey, you, the gain, as long as you're getting the gain, this is true. That's good. True. Or just, you know, never sell. Never sell, you know. Yeah, all that, all that, all that, yeah. Then the percentages don't mean much to that at the end. Um, not, I mean, not really, but I guess as you said, like your taxes, you go like it's kind of, you know, it can be, it can be like negligible if it's 50-50 and you're both on similar incomes or it can be, you can be way smarter with your money if, you know, um, one of you's not working or, or, you know, it only works casually um, and the other one's on like, you know, really significant income. You just want to be like, I guess that that needs to be front of mind. But yeah. like you said, things change in life, you know. Could could swap the other way around. Can you change that actually? No, 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 oh. no. Yeah, oh. so that's the other thing too, right? You can't change it. Yeah, so most people would go, oh, things might change. Yeah. So, that's, so we'll go 50-50. We'll yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the fallback to say, well, we might win some, we might lose some. Yes. And then we'll just, just go with that. Yeah. We'll yeah, it's, it's very, it's very safe difficult. safe play. It is. It's yeah. a safer play. Yeah. And, um, Look, I mean, if you if it's a husband and wife scenario, I mean, it's much of a muchness. It's all it's all the same pool in 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 some sense, anyway, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And look, the other side of the coin too is the lower income earner or the one not working <laughs> might have. Uh, bless me. Bless you. <laughs> might have not not lower income earner that's not working might have a positively geared property. This you, is true. You could then skew all that profit. 
Uh, Plus that makes 20 grand a year. Yeah. The lower income can take 20 grand a year because they're not working and, and the whole thing's tax-free. So you've just got $20,000 tax-free because you structured it in a, a tax-effective manner. That's a lovely scenario. Um, uh, hey, actually, um, on the last episode I said, how can you make money tax-free? That's, one, money of, tax that's free. one of the answers. Yeah, well, it's uh, that's tax planning. So you just structure it in a way that's tax planning, kids. Yeah, tax planning. It's tax planning one hundred one. Is you um, but again, coming back to ask before. Yes. Do ask before do call tax time before you actually make that decision because you are locked in. Speak to relevant people and um, (laughs) just call you. Just call you. Now, okay. So I was having a conversation with um one of my chicks, chick friends at Spin the other day. And um, she uh, she's on OnlyFans and she knows a lot of people that are on OnlyFans, Instagram, YouTube, um, pretty much all of this like young generation that are earning sensational amounts of money um, where they're basically getting that money directly. So, you know, they're getting it before they've paid any tax on it, you know, as a, effectively as a sole trader. Um, not like an employer who pays you tax for you and then what you get is what you got to spend. Mm, yep. And it just got me thinking like this is this must be like a phenomenon of kids making bulk money and not even considering the ATO will find out or that they've got to pay tax on it and they've not put anything aside or whatever. Um, my, my question to you is are you seeing this as well? And And then obviously I want to sort of pick your brain on I guess how these 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 kidlets, um, even though some of them are sort of my age, can yes. you know be much more tax effective um, and plan a lot better. As you keep telling us, plan, 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 plan. plan. Yeah. So yep. what do we tell yep. them? What do we tell um, these kids? Yeah, I thought you were going to go into a um, some career advice or something <laughs> like. That. I don't know. Is that what you were asking me? Or? Some career advice. Some career advice. You changing careers. No, 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 no oh. not changing career. You know, well, I did the Airbnb thing for a while. Yeah. That, yep. you know, not only fans, obviously, but Airbnb. That was a rude awakening because mm-hmm. as soon as I earned more than 70 grand, I had to frigging pay GST. Oh, uh, yeah. That and was, then, that's another, that's yeah. another big, uh, yeah. big area. That, and, and same with Uber. Dude. I'll get to your question in a minute, but that Uber one's a, um, yeah. an interesting one. It, it's, it's, so, that put, so you got your GST and your GST thresholds, not to go too far into that. But yeah, sorry, Uber, I, I went ahead. No, nah, but Uber's like another, they, it's a ride sharing. So like taxis, every dollar is, they have to charge GST. So you could have a, oh. yeah, I mean, we, we've seen, you know, we've got to, you know, people that are just pensioners mm. in 60, 65, just trying to keep active. They'll do a couple of Uber trips on the weekend. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're, they're now I love have those guys. To, yeah. Yeah, they just want to, you know, good, good chat to people, be yeah. social, get, get out and still do something, earn a bit of money. And 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 now they've got to register for GST, do bass returns, keep a re- I mean, oh, this is for doing one trip on a Saturday night. That's crazy, and isn't it? Just, you, uh, probably discouraging. Oh, definitely. Because you just, um, I guess Uber is a side thing. Um, when I'm in a side, like side to the main GST laws, because yes. it's ride sharing, it's deemed same as the taxi. Side of thing, so not to get too technical, but yeah, that's when you said Airbnb GST. I went, oh, that's it is a problem with the Uber as well, it, and mm. you don't even need a turnover; you just have to do it. Mm. But, um, yeah, all these things are new, aren't they? So Airbnb, oh, yeah. Uber, um, so many ways to make money these days. You know, Airtasker, all of that. You know what? Good, um, good on them, really. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's yeah, if you can do it, whether as a as a sole income or a 
replacement to mm. supplement what you're doing. Yeah. Um, why not? Why not? And, and yeah. this is it's, yeah. Look, in terms of what we see, do, do see it. Yeah. It's 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 similar to self-employed, where you're getting the full amount first. Mm. Can be a bit of a false narrative when you. That's employee. the best way to put it, isn't it? Yeah, because you get as employee, you just see okay, taking it out. I know what I've got left with. I've paid my tax. Mm. Whereas self-employed people, we could probably put all these into the self-employed category. Um. Is there's still tax to be paid? So it's probably a bit of education around that. Is and we always get like I'm self-employed. How do I pay my tax? So I don't mm. want to get behind, which are good questions, and they should be planning for that. So those people are on top of it. We normally say, look, if you can put going back to the average tax rate we talked about, I think an episode ago, yeah, um, 25 percent. That's that it. What you put put 20, yeah, exactly. If mm. you can do that, um, whether it's I always say physically or mentally. Put aside. Yeah, seriously. Um, so some people like to physically and mentally, maybe do both. Yeah, yeah. do both. Um, separate bank account or yeah, or um, just just be aware. Like a lot of people probably want it put aside. Maybe it's offsetting a, a personal home loan yep. or or whatever. Um, but just just Ooh, good idea to make sure it's um. Well, that's yeah, that's another a hard one because say first year, I mean, ATO lets you. Put it aside, pay it at the end of the year. Yeah. However, in the second year, they then want it upfront in installments every quarter. Upfront. Yeah. So they know you're self-employed. So they say, look, based on last year, you owed us twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Next year, you're going to give us five thousand a quarter. Um. So you don't owe anything at the end. Um. So they kind of it's provisional tax they call it. Which I guess the argument is, well, why are they getting my tax in advance? Which yeah. can't understand. Um. But they've probably seen too many people rack up years and years of debts and not paying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kind of understand that argument as well, but yeah. Um, so probably main thing puts just just know it exists. Know you're going to be liable yeah. for it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because be aware. Yeah, and you probably seen it with maybe what you come across as well is not being aware, and not oh all the time, just knowing that oh shit, I'm going to pay it. Put it aside. Mm-hmm. So money management really. Um, Absolutely. Know these things, be organised. I know it's hard because probably a lot of these are starting without knowing this stuff and they've just all of a sudden started earning big money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it can be daunting. And if you get, I always felt like you get get a year behind with this stuff and Mm. it's very hard to catch up because you're earning more to pay off the last one. Precisely. Meanwhile, you're accruing the next one. You just keep pedaling the bike and yeah. you keep going and going yeah, and you're yeah, not yeah. getting so if you can can get get ahead of it. Get mm. ahead of it. Plan, put it aside. if you need some type of budgeting advice, yeah. seek it. Yeah. Um, Maybe yeah. it's just like a case where, you know, if it's you you're two or three months in and you're actually your money's increasing and you're thinking, Poor, mm. I could make some significant income here or or, you know, like even if even if you're not quite thinking that, but, you know, like you're seeing the numbers increase, maybe it's just time to go sit with your accountant or like, you know, go and engage with an accountant if you don't have one. Um, you know, like just, just do it early. Yeah, definitely. Just do it early because I kind of wish somebody had told me like, hey, you know, with all these Airbnbs, if you um, do quite well and, you know, or, or even if you're, you're making a loss but you're turning over 70000 a year plus, 
um, you're going to like trigger GST and then you've got an introduced in, in expense. Like I wish someone had told me that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like to, to credit my account, she did tell me, mm. um, but it was kind of like after the fact, but I don't think her eye realized that it would do that well. Do that well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that's right. I think she was like, oh my God, well, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you <laughs> you had one job. last year, now you've got five. What's going on? You know, <laughs> like, so I kind of sprung it on her as much as she sprung it on me. But um, I guess that's all you can do, right? Is just like be as, keep it as front of mind as possible and yeah. just go sit with you. Especially when you get the, up to the big amounts. Um, yeah. Because you start to, Really accumulate your taxes. And spending it, yeah. So you're spending it in personal items. Hell yeah. But you probably got cases where it's coming in, all good, it's going out because fun lifestyles and whatnot. Um, So you probably, it's all gone and now you've got to cover any tax liability. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, just put it aside, get on top of it, don't get behind. Mm. Um, Yeah, again, all money, money sense, isn't it? Yeah. and yeah, it, really is. it probably go too in depth, but the whole, I mean, it's school, right? So are you taught any of this? What to put aside for tax? And- no, no, no way. Mm. You know what? To be fair, I might've been taught it and not been listening. You're but- wagging. <laughs> No, I wasn't really a wagger. I loved school. I, love I, maths. I miss I miss school to this day. I hated maths, except now <laughs> I'm relatively comfortable with numbers, but I just hated it in high school. But no, nah, not really. Like I wasn't, I don't recall learning these things. You know, tax exists, but I don't recall ever doing like a profit and loss on a on a business and actually understanding it. Like we used to do business plans and like, you know, like you'd have to conceptualize an actual business idea, but you know, whether that business was profitable yeah. <laughs> or like what tax you had to pay, like as a business versus a person was like, I don't. I don't really recall it, but I I did. I went to an awesome school. I had a great schooling life, but no, nah, I wasn't taught this stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. definitely not taught this. Yeah, stuff. That, that's. Were you? No, no. Mm. So nothing tax. I mean, it's not even. I mean, the great schools and whatever. It's more yeah. so like why why isn't this stuff being put like this is everyday stuff? So you mm. could almost have the argument. Well, you know, um, we're not going to teach that because twenty percent of the people will might affect. So, but I mean, tax. What mm. everyone does a tax return in Australia. Yeah. And everyone has expenses and an income. And so there's the emphasis on budgeting, everyday costs, understanding, okay, tax for what is it? How's it paid? And yeah. it doesn't have to be too in depth, but no, that, I agree. just at least know that it exists. Um, I agree. Because we see it, I mean, we see it when we've grown adults, 30s, 40s. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, so, that's a tough one. Um, I guess that's where we try and, um, as a firm, educate. Yes. Educate, okay, well, do you put this aside, this aside. But it's hard not having at least that base because you're trying to educate without just that. Yeah, without the base. Yeah, so yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough, tough. It'd be good to see that, all that stuff come come in, whether, whether it exists now. I mean, it really should be... Yeah. Tommy, I can tell you one thing for absolute certain. Your son, between you and your wife, Simone, he's mm. going to have no issues learning and understanding tax. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> between your little spreadsheets in your household and your, your um, household budgeting, he's going to be, he might end up being a mathematician, actually. Yeah, well, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? So, so uh, good. Yeah. Well, numbers are 
Numbers are numbers, aren't they? Numbers are your your thing. They're your thing. Yeah, you your love thing, them. But yeah, it's it's um, it needs to be. Uh, yeah, it'd be great just if it was understood, uni- you know, uh, universal. Just just on a baseline knowledge thing, um, every day. Because you know, you don't know where the career is going to take. Whatever, whatever. No matter what you do, you're still going to earn income from somewhere, right? So you might yep. as well understand it. Yep. It doesn't have to be technical or anything, but you can make an income. You might buy a house. You might, you know, investing yeah. things. You know, absolutely. You got to know what is yeah. what. Now yeah. we're going to bring you back for one more episode one more. after this. We got you for one more, just for the minute. You know, until we just recoup, rejuvenate, and then you know we'll get you back on another six times in the mm. second half of the year. Um, but next time we're going to be very property focused. Okay. Probably, probably, you know, similar realm of questions, but very property focused. Yeah, oh, that should be interesting. It. Get all, get it uh, something different than the <laughs> than the work deductions, which is very dry, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So let's get away, get away from that. Get into some property. Bring stuff. all your juicy client stories, please. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.